got Robin to the Pokemon Go. Where's he going? Uh, well, the actual game <laughs> Pokemon Go. Well, but the problem is, is I don't live near any Poke stops. So I run out of Pokeballs very quickly. Did Rob say he runs out of balls quickly? <laughs> Rob needs to stand up and get closer to his microphone. Well, I, I will once we get started. Well, I was trying to get this as the beginning part of the show, so you can talk about your balls in the beginning of the show. But You want to talk about my balls? Yes. I want you to talk about your balls. Also, yes. Well, no, I mean, I don't live near any Pokestops, so I run out of Pokeballs, and I can't catch shit, and then I see stuff, and then I... Are you far from downtown? Yes. Okay, so no balls. I'm sorry. Should I understand what you guys are talking about? <laughs> no, just, I, if you want us to stop, just say the thing. <laughs> I was going to see how long we could keep that going because uh, I was I was enjoying myself. Sadly, you are listening to <laughs> the Gimme Five Podcast, episode one eighty nine, side B. This is the Gimme 5 Podcast, <laughs> a bi-weekly podcast reviewing the things you love today and the things you loved yesterday, but you will love less after you hear us talk about. Uh, my name is Malachi Jones, and I'm joined by Maui Hardgroin. You sound like you should be a top-shelf alcohol at a bar. Uh, well, I've got top-shelf alcohol next to me. Does that count? Sure. And... Oahu make thunder chest. <laughs> Ow. God damn my thunder chest. Thank God we have a paramedic. I should not have. <laughs> yeah. This is a side beat episode. We're going to talk about A Sound of Thunder. No. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, wrong movie. I'm sorry. The movie that keeps on giving us heartburn. Um. This one is also terrible, but somehow not as bad as The Sound of Thunder. It's called Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And uh, of. Well, this one actually has uh, so many. And they're all perfect in their own way. Um, And we're also going to answer our Give Me Five question of the week. Any spoilers? Which I I jumped in here, went to to pose the question of the week, which was actually posed in the movie itself because I didn't want a question. From you two chuckleheads that was like, <laughs> what, what movie has the best boobs? Like, I didn't want to deal with that. <laughs> he had to head us off at the pass. <laughs> I was like, look, usually I'm pretty, I pretty much allow you guys to ask the question of the week on your weeks. And I'm like, but this time, I'm, I like being married. And I didn't want my wife to be, see me Googling like, which no, movie? baby, it's research, really. <laughs> yeah. And it literally is. Asked in the movie, it's perfect. Yes, there are actual questions, so we'll get to, we'll get. To um, that. Rob, I have a question for you. Are there any spoilers? And if there are, does anyone care? Um, <laughs> the spoilers are that there are in movie. like within ninety seconds. I have spoiled the movie. There are boobies. If you're looking for boobies, 
This is the movie for you. Just random scenes with boobies. Sometimes boobies are covered up, but everybody else is oiled down. Oh, shit. Okay. Sometimes it's booty shots. There's just there's just a lot of TNA in this movie. God bless America. Highly unnecessary as well. But, you know, I mean, if you're making a booby movie, then, you know, boobies, I guess, are necessary. So maybe they're not unnecessary. <laughs> they seem to fit in this movie well, though. The director of this movie specifically made this movie because of boobs. Oh, I, like, I would not doubt that okay. at all. Like... He is in the movie, actually, but he, uh, in one of the worst lines I've ever heard in any movie, which we'll talk about, where he, uh, but he got all the funding for this movie himself because I, I think it was just like, I'm going to make a movie and I'm going to fill it with boobs and other things that I like, like frisbees and snakes and frisbees uh, with razors, rocket launchers or bazookas and boobs. The, the the dude was the dude made a, a movie that would be the movie I would have made if I was 15 that's fair and then Omar made us watch it well you're welcome <laughs> Omar who I met while I was 15 so, so I'm, full circle we've come full circle comes yeah, full circle, exactly. yeah. <laughs> come full circle. Uh, this movie came out in March of 1987 uh Andy Sedaris is the director, correct? Yep. Um, That's S-I-D-A-R-I-S, not S-E-D, the, the famous uh, gay satirist. Satirist. He's funny as hell, by the way. Yeah. He's, he's really yeah, good. He's- um, the number of people starring in this movie, uh, it's too much for me to read. Anyone want to volunteer? There, uh, there were some people. I thought no, it was just boobies. The boobies were attached to humans. Okay, so let's it's, see. If it's a if it's a dude's name, we probably saw, after seeing this movie. If it's a dude's name, we saw him in a thong. If it's a woman's name, we saw her boobs. Yep. Uh, Ron Moss thong. Donna Spear boobs. Hope Marie and, Carlton boobs. And I would like to point <laughs> out that Ron Moss took Donna Spears extra N. Oh, nicely done. Because yeah, our, Ron Moss spells his name with two N's. And Donna Spears spells her name with That's one not all N. he took. <laughs> Shaboing, boing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope Marie Carlton. Uh, Harold Diamond. Uh, Rodrigo Abregon. Cynthia Brimhall. Patty Duffick. Wolf Larson. That's a that great name right there. Wolf Larson was definitely the blonde For dude. sure. Like the 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 super like the Aryan blonde one dude. in the thong or the brunette uh, one in the thong. <laughs> no, 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 the no, guy in Wolf Larson was definitely a dude. Uh, Lori, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Thong, remember, yeah, yeah it's true. All guys wore thongs. Yeah, Lori Walkup Green and Michael A. Andrews. Uh, so if any of those people excite you, then this is the movie. If they for have you. not, you haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> 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 Um, so the synopsis in Hawaii, an undercover DEA agent and her civilian friend stumble upon a drug trafficking operation and they have to enlist the help of all their colleagues naked or in a thong 
and slash friends to go after the vicious drug kingpin. And I think that's what this is that's, about. I, that's apparently so. But here's the thing. I believe all of us had the same initial thoughts. Boobies. Because I have that written down. And apparently you guys have that written down too. Because it was just like the... My right. initial thoughts were... Uh, there it is. Boobies. <laughs> exactly. My initial thoughts were, were actually a little different. I was like, did I see this? Did we cover this already? Because it is right up our alley when it comes to bad movies. And it is somehow not memorable because I don't really know what I was watching. But so I was like, did we cover this? I had to do a search because I knew I had, had recently seen it for some reason. And it turns out it I thought it was because of a Rift Tracks uh, thing, which is like Mystery Science Theater. Like the former people from Mystery Science Theater did a thing without the story attached to it where they just kind of make fun of movies. But the reason why I had actually seen it was because of our guest that was on about, I don't know, six months ago or so, Russ Howell, the skater, is actually in this movie. And when we were interviewing him, he mentioned being in this movie and it being funny and it kind of people know him for it because it's a ridiculous part. And uh, so that's so there's a lot of ridiculous parts in this movie. Both the guys, the skater position, uh, acting, and the uh, silicone-infused chests. Actually, I don't think they were. I think they were natural. Oh. I don't care either way. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, um, I have a question so let's, about this movie. Okay. Can anyone explain the snake situation, or what are we doing? I... <laughs> we're we're going to get to the snake. Oh, we'll get to the snake. So usually I, I do like a little bit of a, a plot breakdown here. But it's as I was starting to write it out. Yeah, as I was starting to write it out, it was kind of didn't matter. I did look up two plots. These are the, the two I found online. Uh, two drug enforcement agents are killed on a private Hawaiian island. That is the how the movie opens. There are two Hawaiian dudes walking through the woods. They decide... To, they were talking about going to a drug dealer's farm, and they decide inexplicably to leave their weaponry back at their boat. Because, well, you know, we just give them a little bit of a ticket, and it's fine. And that ends very badly for them. Uh, they end up getting shotgunned. <laughs> very badly um, shotgunned. Yeah, yeah, they get shotgunned, and you it's... So, like it makes it seem like it's the big part of the plot and it's kind of not they mention it once again but that's about it uh then uh two operatives for the agency uh intercept a delivery of diamonds and uh, which they find attached to a very tiny helicopter <laughs> well and see here's where i'm confused right off the bat because this you, it makes it seem like her friend was an operative, but it sounds like she's in the witness protection program. Yeah, she is in the witness protection program. And what she has to do is take her shirt off 20 to 30 times in a movie, at which point she will then go from being in the witness protection program to being an operative. That's how you go unnoticed. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's how you get ahead, okay. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> at least it was It's in all the making sense now. 
let's see. We'll, we'll cover some of these important things. There is a diamond situation. Well, let's, you know, let's just talk about the diamonds right now. I thought it was very interesting. They find these little cases of diamonds. They get, well, topless in a hot tub and decide to pour the diamonds out into their hands, which is really the one place you wouldn't want to pour the diamonds out, which, mind you, they didn't know what they were yet, but I don't know why they were topless in a hot tub when they did this. They're like, oh, let's go get in the hot tub and then find out what's in the If this I package. recall correctly, <laughs> they say that that's where they go to think. You guys are not being cool about their process. <laughs> they go into the hot tub for about 90 seconds for no reason. They have and then they, process. It's a giant hot tub and they are both sitting on the left side as close to be close right. together as possible while, while thinking. thinking and topless. then they get out because they figured out something about something and they decide to leave. But I was just, <laughs> I was Figured out something. something, and then and they like. Well, I was when, just watching the. It's again on my screen because, like, as you know, I play these movies that we pick all you know multiple times because I hate myself. So, um, <laughs> the the uh, I, I th- this is the beginning, the very beginning of the movie. It's on in front of me right now. Forty four seconds in, dude in a thong, boobs, and then another forty four seconds later, the first pair of boobies. So like it's right off the bat. Like there's no, there's n- we're not pretending to be highbrow. Like this is it. <laughs> this is what you're getting. And now it's two thinking yeah, hot tub. And now it's two Hawaiian uh, DEA guys who are about to get shotgunned in the chest. And well, I, I, Omar doesn't know this because he doesn't live in Orlando area. But we write every script for these episodes. Omar, uh, Rob, and I. Topless in a hot tub, standing awkwardly close to each other. I am moving because that is how we think better. <laughs> By the way, I'm only three minutes into the movie. Like, what do you say? What do you think the snake meant in this movie? Is that a Shakespearean nope, thing? It's not. <laughs> Negative. Like, move over, Rob. The jet is hitting me in the wrong spot. Like that's that's what that's how we do this. But um, that's not the jet. Yeah, so there's a diamond thing. We've mentioned a snake, which we'll, I'm sure we have to talk about at length later. No pun intended. Um, there are some drug lords because it was a 80s movie. There are Uzis um, and uh, and bazookas. And okay, You know what? Let's just do it now. Why does no one know how to use weapons in this movie? Uh, <laughs> I like the scene when they're all – it's like one of those scenes where like they're all getting their weapons ready and there's like – they're loading up ammunition and like machine guns and shotguns. And then one girl. And the guy puts the same gun he together puts the, That's true. Yes. <laughs> but there's one girl who has like this little teeny tiny thing. And she's like staring down the barrel of it as if she's, I mean, the thing's no small, it's no bigger than the palm of her hand. And, and it's supposed, was that supposed to be intimidating? Like next to the bazooka? Like, I don't understand. Uh, it was just an odd, I don't get it. I, whatever. Well, the 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 other one that I was like, what? It, it had nothing to do with the weapons, but it was like in the very beginning of the movie when they go when they go to get in the plane and they're doing the pre-flight check, and I'm watching them check the plane, and I'm like, these bitches have no idea what they're doing. Well, <laughs> She's the one standing reaches, outside reaches the plane. up, wiggling the the <laughs> air, the the flap. Yes. The what, was it like the aileron or something? But she's yeah. just like pulling it down, pushing it up, pulling it down, pushing it up. I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> What's funny is one of those women was actually in the process of getting her pilot's license. Oh my god! During That's the filming funny. of this movie, um, and 
And then they got and then they got in the plane and the one girl is just frantically looking around grabbing everything that is sticking off and just like twisting it or doing something and I'm like bitch that's not even a dial what I are don't you think doing? that's the one that was taking flight lessons I hope not <laughs> uh, I, I think it was the main one um, yeah that was not who was like grabbing everything that's really yeah. funny I didn't notice the grabby I will go to the research department IMDB in this case and, and look that up so if you hear ta- typing in the background I'm not editing it <laughs> Yeah, and it was, I mean, just from the get-go, you knew that, you know, they really had no idea what they were doing. They were just in this movie to show their boobs. But even when they weren't showing their boobs, the second note I have is, what's a bra? Because they... <laughs> because there were they're, they, none they're, they're in this in uniform, this I and I couldn't tell if they were like, they, they were clearly, at first I thought, like, do they work for FedEx? Are they agents of some kind? I don't understand. But they But there's no bras, and there's like these big... Shirts with like short shorts and cowboy boots for whatever reason in Hawaii. Um, yeah. Because and the thing that they're transporting is a snake in a crate. Remember the the snake comes in and they have to transport it to some, I don't know, sanctuary or something. And the dude even hands him a book. Like it's a book that you would get like for a, a first grader about how to like care for an animal. <laughs> like yeah coloring. and it's like this is a, this is the information on how to take care of the snake and it's like the most demonic looking fucking hell snake i've ever seen in my life and it's like trying to like break out of its out of its crate and then the story just moves on like it's fine like well at the beginning of the story they talk about the snake and they're like this is a contaminated snake and i'm like contaminated there it is what that's all they say is the snake is contaminated yeah they eventually tell you but like at first, I thought that it was just bad writing, and it was supposed to be like this is a venomous snake, that kind of thing. But no, like no, it's a contaminated snake. I'm like, okay, is this like a mutant snake that swam through like do a they ever, power do plant? They ever but apparently, the that? snake. No, it's a contaminated snake. Oh. Yeah, they did. The, the snake ate a bunch of cancer okay, rats. I missed that part. Yeah, and and therefore can give you cancer if it bites you. <laughs> okay. Also, not, not how, how that works. Works. <laughs> no, not even remotely. I'm not a doctor, but and. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, yeah. But I have terrible handwriting, so it's close enough. Well, didn't didn't someone claim that they got cancer from giving oral sex? Oh, the, yeah, that uh, was uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Well, if it was Catherine Zeta Jones, cancer then, from then giving cancer oral me sex. Up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, are we recording? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! This is. This is why I very quickly extended the invitation to the podcast to Omar and then also regretted it exactly at the same time. Hey, we all have our thing, okay? I'm going to regret this. No, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Shit. Whatever, dude. Yeah. I have no regrets. Okay. So, yeah, well, like... And, yeah, so they don't know how to use, they don't know how to use airplanes. Um, when they find the diamonds, they find the diamonds on this little helicopter, and I think they're caught... So they they go to this like the this pot plantation I guess that these other cops were had been killed at and I guess the pot plantation was like a family run business that was overtaken by like a big drug lord is kind of what I got the feeling yeah because they mentioned the family at the beginning get, with yeah, the two so. DA guys that that get killed the two cops that get killed 
And then yeah, the two the island, island cops, cops, yes. And when they get caught, the one chick whose weapon apparently is nunchucks <laughs> throws them at the guy, like, without even, like, unfurling them. No, no, like, spinning the chain around or whatever. It just throws these two sticks that are held together at his face. And the other the other chick takes out a ninja star and throws it. It was And it was like, oh, it's the 80s. Everyone likes ninjas. Let's just give them this. And did you notice that they never touched those weapons again for the rest of the movie? Everything but they did retrieve them. Yeah. They did. Yeah. She went and she planted that Chinese star in the guy's chest and then went and yep. took it back before yeah. they ran off. She ripped that fucking thing out of his chest. I believe uh-huh. you've got yeah. my property. And we never saw it again. Because they moved on to like bazookas and We had guns. a dude later in the movie. We have a guy that pulls down a samurai sword and then throws it at someone. Like it's a like it's a spear. Like it's a spear. Yep. And then a person who's it's who like, feels like the only weapon that they can use is a bazooka, regardless of if they were trying to hunt a butterfly or blow up a <laughs> helicopter or an airplane. So like, yeah, the person, like I said, this movie would be would be written and made for me or by me when I was like fifteen. Like, no, it'd be really cool. If someone just throws throws samurai swords, and that's their only way of doing weapons. <laughs> and then we're all standing around you going, yeah. <laughs> Omar tugs on my shirt. Can there also be boobs? There can. There can. <laughs> yes, Omar. And then Greg's like, I'm way ahead of you, buddy. <laughs> As usual, you're well, slow you to know the party. This movie is missing... <laughs> Contaminated snakes. <laughs> For no reason. And then Rob's like, cancer snake. <laughs> and we're like, yes. <laughs> and then we're like, it's all coming together, buddy. It's all coming together. We, we really cancer have to. snake. We How need did to say get sh- the cancer? I, I don't know. Something about cancer. About- so, you know, we'll, we'll skip over that. Hey, don't mess with my girl. Don't do that. That's not. <laughs> wait, wait, I really I really need you guys to say something else hilarious because I don't want to name this episode cancer snake. <laughs> So if something else could come up at some point, uh, if you could say something. I feel like we're done. Right now, I think this episode is Cancer Snake. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, look at the time. I'm tired. I think we're going to call it quits now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Thanks a lot, everybody. Tonight, guys. I hope you enjoyed Cancer Snake. And we just lost all our fans. Okay. <laughs> Three that's people right. signing out. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, the, uh, so, yeah, we got the... Uh, this this subplot now this seems like a big mess and it is so just it really is honestly just take typical 80s movie and there's like a dude in there that may or may not be falling in love with these people and then there's like oh there's a honeymooning couple yeah that is there for some reason and <laughs> they I died did, of cancer snake they did die of cancer snake what's interesting about the honeymooning couple is they they went to what I believe we determined uh, this. I believe was inside a. We determined Molokai was the leprosy island, a leper colony, and they went there probably because there was the director couldn't afford to film on like, any other island yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah, um, so that the dude could take pictures of his wife with her like arms above her head in the yeah because that was the only pose she knew. <laughs> yeah, in the airplane, he was like taking pictures of her and. You have whatever. to play to your strengths, um, and they did. They did get eaten by the by the snake. And, uh, they found the bodies later on. But here's the thing: again, 
didn't. Another issue with this movie, uh, not to bring that up, they talk about how snakes eat their prey whole. Correct. They make a very make big a point of that early point of that, in the movie. But I, then when they I find even, the couple, I, they're like bitten open. Yeah. So I, I noticed that. I was like, oh, someone's going to get eaten yeah, by a snake. That never actually happens. Yeah, no, nobody got eaten it's more by a like, snake in this movie. And in fact, I'm not exactly sure why the snake was actually in the movie because it really didn't seem to have... It was more of kind of like a, a, a side thought. They're like, hey, let's put a snake in here. Why? Ah, well, I thought the snake was going to kill the bad guy at the end, but it kind of doesn't. Nothing kills a bad guy right. at the end. Right. But that's my point is I thought, okay, well, this snake is here to... <laughs> The sidewalk. Right. <laughs> but like my yeah. point is like, okay, so like the snake is here. So it's going to be the way that the main bad guy, you know, meets his demise. But that doesn't happen either. So now there's zero point to having the snake other than time filler, I guess. I the, the other synopsis I found, which might have actually been the best synopsis, a man, Ron Moss with a bazooka, helps air freighters Donna and Taryn. Uh, against drug smugglers and a snake. That was the entire synopsis. Okay. Well, yeah. That sounds Accurate. like the, the back of the blockbuster box version, <laughs> like where they would just type type up a smaller a blurb. synopsis. The, the There was a bunch of other little things that they, it was almost like they were trying to make them important, like the uh, the cargo boxes, which the opening credits are like printed on the side of cargo boxes, and I was like, okay, they're doing the point that they, I guess they're running this drug, this DEA. The two women are running a DEA thing, but they're also running like a cargo shipping company. Yeah, um, Molokai Cargo or something like that, which seems actually more lucrative based on the sheer number of boxes that are going through there than anything else they're doing. One of one of the things I actually had to look up after after this movie started was that they, they make they actually make a claim in the movie that there are no snakes in Hawaii, and I'm like, really? Is that, There's one now. Is that a thing? <laughs> is, is Apparently, Hawaii does not have any natural. Well, there is one natural snake, but it's like the size of an earthworm. Really? Is that true? Mm-hmm. Interesting. At least according to Google. Okay. Well, Google seems to know some things. That's fair. This movie has one of the worst lines I've ever heard. This movie okay. has a couple of the worst lines I've ever heard. And one that actually I liked. I wrote down two. So Great. the one, there's an old guy who's a, a TV director. He's a big-time TV director from New York. Oh, and God, he's talking so to a woman at a, at a restaurant. And he, was, and he was talking to her about whatever. And she's like, you practically raped me last night. And his response to her was, yeah, that was last night. Like, wow. <laughs> like, that guy was actually... Yeah, he was basically, you know, that was 12 hours ago. Stop living in the past. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's move on. And that guy was the actual director, which makes me really wonder if he thought that was a good line to put... He was playing a director. He was the director. He was the writer. What he did to these poor women that were in the... Interesting. That same guy, like two... Like in that same scene, a minute and a half later, the waitress comes over and kind of like, you know, it's like this super hot chick and she bends down to ask him what she, what he wants. And he's like staring at her boobs and he goes, I'll have a pair of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was just kind of like cringeworthy. I mean, it was like, yeah, it's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh my and God. and my, my note on that was, wow, 
made a joke about rape. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, soon they're at, the other line happens not too far away from this, but I actually thought this was funny where the one guy goes up to the girl and is like, sit on my face. <laughs> she, oh my God, that's right. And she responds with, the, why the is really your nose bigger guy. than your dick? <laughs> yeah, that right. was a great line. That's that was such a, a good line. That was a great line. I was like, damn. And I feel like the dude didn't write that line, like the writer of the movie. I feel like that was something that she just said. That she said. That's true. That was like an off the cuff thing. Later on, there's another good one where the two sexy people who are about to hook up or have already hooked up. I don't remember at any at this point because it's just all boobs. Um, he goes, all I want to do, all I want to do is suck the paint off your toes. Suck the polish <laughs> off your toes. I wrote that. The polish, down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so there's that scene. <laughs> I, mind you, I'm watching this movie. In bed with my very sleep wife. This is the point she decides to sit up and like <laughs> who she and you know, mind it's like two in the morning. She sits up. She's been asleep since you know ten or whatever. And she look turns her head towards the TV right at that point, exactly at that point. As the, there's like the sex scene, it's like I just want to suck the polish off toes. And she just she looks at me and she was like, okay, and then falls back to sleep. <laughs> And then, and then the line that follows the line that follows that up, the one man's dream is another man's lunch. Yes. Yeah, that? that's right. Yeah. The one man's dream is another man's lunch. Eating her out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 At least he didn't look at you and say so many regrets, and then went back to sleep. <laughs> oh, she did. I'm sure she will. She did. <laughs> Once she hears this, she's going to. Yeah. 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 She, <laughs> She knows the, the crappy movies. I just, you know, I just have to tell her who picked the movie this week and she'll, she'll exact revenge. <laughs> It'll be subtle. Damn. You won't even know until it strikes. I'm so It'll be screwed. subtle like a cancer snake. <laughs> well, and since we're talking about lines, there was another one at the end of the movie that I was like, what? He's, <laughs> it was when the snake caught her by surprise and he's like, just when you thought it was safe to take a pee. I'm like, What? Oh, because the thing bursts through the the toilet. The toilet. Yeah, mm-hmm. the thing came through the toilet, and he w- and I'm like, okay, dude, no, stop. <laughs> I can't even. Yeah, the, right the, now. T- the toilet snake was fantastic. I was. That's one of the best scenes in the history of film. But isn't that? But isn't that a uh, Jaws reference? Just when you saw, thought it was safe to get back in the water. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, is that Jaws right? two? Yeah, I think it was Jaws two. Yeah. In space, the snake will never hear you scream. <laughs> so I think very early on in my notes, I did write down something about that I was kind of numb to boobs. Did you get numb to anything in this movie? Was it like after a while you were just like, oh, okay, these like women don't overload. These women don't wear shirts just like everyone else does. Well, no, the guys didn't wear shirts either. <clears throat> nope. Yeah. Or nobody wore shirts. Have any of you guys suits. been to Hawaii? No. Have you? Me either. I've not been to Hawaii either. And I'm, maybe, and I'm maybe that's pretty a thing. sure the main villain was made out of plastic. <laughs> One can hope. Who, who would you consider the main villain? Is that the guy that the drug got, guy. They got a million, like, got killed a million times but never died? The guy who got shot in the face. I, my note on that was, oh my God, she shot him in the face. That's a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> and then he showed up with a Band-Aid. <laughs> he did. Damn, I guess that's why that guy's a 
Well, that guy is a drug lord. Um, there is a sequence. I mentioned this earlier. There's a sequence with a skater uh, and a truck and a bazooka and an inflatable doll. It's just kind of there. And as we we did talk about earlier, the, the skater was on our podcast in an earlier episode. So you can check. You can try to find that episode. I don't know what number it is. But and that was out of nowhere. What was the reason for that episode or that that, that scene? That scene was almost the reason that this movie was given a higher a higher rating. As far as as far as um like an R rating or whatever. I don't really. Know. Yeah, I don't know what this movie was rated, but they said when they blew up the doll that it was too human like. Really? Yeah, it was too graphic. It was an inflatable doll. I know it was, it was very, very clearly, clearly inflatable. inflatable doll. Exactly. But they're like, oh, that's it's, weird. Uh, it's too human like. No, no, it's not. It's really. I not. thought the thing that was the most violent or the freakiest to me was the the razor blade frisbee. Yeah. yeah. It's like ugh. It was the most awkward sequence where, like, the guy is like, there's like a, a drug lord guard with a with an Uzi. Let's play and this other dude. Let's play frisbee, and they're throwing the frisbee back and forth. And the guy has like a newsboy bag, and he keeps on taking out other frisbees. And one of them finally is like covered in razors. I can't imagine seeing a dude with an Uzi standing by the beach, obviously guarding something, and then going, "Hey, bro, go long," you know? Like you don't do that. <laughs> like, it's not like. And then he put it down. He actually took the Uzi off of his whatever shoulders or whatever the fuck and put it down. And then next to some like sea grapes. Yeah. yeah. He's like, then, Oh, you're a Frisbee or two. Wow. But, those be besties. But like the scene, and then he's bef- like all showing off and shit, tossing it underneath his leg. Yeah. With an Uzi around his shoulders. And I remember the scene before that when they were like showing the Frisbee with the razor blades, like when they were prepping for their attack or whatever. And I even wrote down, is that a frisbee with razors in it? <laughs> like, like, and then, and then, and then, this the is why is yes. kids can't go trick or treating by themselves on Halloween anymore. <laughs> right? What'd you get? I got a Kit Kat. What'd you get? A frisbee with razor blades in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to check out by the drug dealer's compound again. <laughs> I actually, when the guy was doing the thing between his leg, I really thought that they were going to do something where he catches the frisbee and does it and like cuts off his own leg. Yeah. Oh, that's well, a good one. Did, I was like, are you are you fucking kidding me? When when he actually threw the razor blade frisbee at the goon, he like fucking fist pumps. He's like, Yeah, I killed shades. Yeah. I'm like, what? And it goes yeah. through his, his hand into shades. his neck. Like <laughs> his name was Shades. And oh my god, did you see all of all of the sunglasses in this movie? I love them all. <laughs> They were all like versions of giant aviator glasses. Love them. Super 80s. Yeah. Super, There's super the ones 80s. That, I love the ones that have the the full front shininess, like the mirrored front that mm. goes across the bridge of the nose, too. Yes. That's funny. There was a lot of 80s stuff in this movie. I said the, the Sony sports handicam, the synth music, the literally every hairstyle was like just screamed. 80s. It was great. Did you did you pick Michelle out as a drag queen at the very beginning? Be honest. I didn't at first. But you know what I did pick out as a, a, a about that drag queen thing? When he reveals himself. My first thought was 
You don't have to be wearing a thong, <laughs> but you chose to. <laughs> That's the thing. He committed. Like, he committed. Like he was all the way. Like why? I mean, why? He had very little budget, so they pretty much said, "Hey, guys, go out and pick whatever you want to wear for the movie." And this is what people chose. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, that's why there's a lot of shirtless. I, I still don't, I don't remember there being a drag queen to be honest. <laughs> One of the people who's, uh, he was like a, he worked at the restaurant, the same it was, restaurant. It was the girl at the bar who was listening in on the phone calls. Right. And then, and then she reveals that it's a, uh, she's like a, um, an agent or something. Michelle is really Michael. Correct. Ah. So. And oddly enough, there's that a couple things. was Michael too. There was a couple things I didn't get at all. The sports, the football conversations. I don't know. Did you did you catch that he did this entire dissertation on vitamins and how he takes his vitamins? Yes. And the and the dude's response was, I like soul food. I'm like, what? (laughs) That is correct. And he and he finishes with my favorite is vitamin C. It gives you the what is it? The urine that other people are jealous of in the bathroom. Oh, the 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 dark, rich colored urine that other people are jealous of. I'm like, okay, first of all, that just means you're dehydrated. Well, no, because if you drink, if you take a lot of vitamin C, it's it just whatever you, your body doesn't need. It just kind of. Oh, my germaphobe self knows what some vitamin C right. looks like. But it, but the dehydration thing is different yeah. than 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 overdoing it on vitamin C, right? Well, like I always thought and, that was two different things. And speaking of dehydration, the guy says, I sure love soul food and then goes back to sipping on a shake. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What soul food? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember like, what the fuck are you talking There's about? There's a lot of obscure things. There's that. There's like a random sumo scene for a moment. Yep. <laughs> There's the sequence. They were just with, throwing shit in here. There was the sequence with the woman with the nunchucks that like. She was just stand. all oiled up in a, in a two piece bikini and was just like posing with nunchucks. Yep. yep. She wasn't practicing. She wasn't doing anything. She was literally just posing with nunchucks. And then we see her later and she doesn't know how to use them, which is kind of far, par for the course mm-hmm. with weapons in this movie. Um, Good times. We have it, – it's funny because we are jumping all over the place. <laughs> this with, movie was all over the place. And we're jumping and we're jumping all over the place, yet for some reason it makes more sense than the actual movie. Yeah. Well, there was a scene where they were like trying to get their ho- – they were going to go out or something and they were trying to – they said they wanted to quote unquote secure the house. So they went around, they secured the house, and then the next scene, it's like they're having a fucking slumber party in the living room. They're in their pajamas. I'm like, I thought we were going out. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's fine. The, it was a slumber party. The, one of the girls gets, I guess she's the one that's the not agent that could be an agent if she just hung out in a jacuzzi long enough. <laughs> uh, she gets captured, right? She's the one that got captured. And they, when they go to rescue her, like she's still tied up and they kiss someone kisses her after rescuing her, right? Was that Yeah, that's the that's the dude that wore the karate pants for the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that the one with the ponytail? Yes. Yeah, okay. The weird side ponytail. The side yeah, yeah, ponytail. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um there's yeah, they they go to rescue her. This is, I believe, around the time she when they're in the middle of this is when she runs to the bathroom. There's a, the the main girl runs to the bathroom and she's on the ground and the camera angle is very weird because she's next to a toilet they show the toilet seat up which i'm like okay why and they're focusing on like the center of the shot is that little white plastic nub that keeps the toilet seat from like hitting hard like 
why are they focusing on this? And that's when the snake jumps out of the toilet. And it's like, it's, it's only surprising in how bad it looks. And the snake is basically just traveling all over the, like, different islands and hanging out and just checking out what these people are doing. Yeah, but it's okay because he's he's going to die on his own anyway. Yeah, so, <laughs> and I'm like, then the why the hell is he in this movie? <laughs> okay, Rob, it's all okay. It's fine. And when they rescue that one girl, did you notice that he ducked, he dove behind like a a rattan couch, wicker rattan couch? Yes. And it stopped bullets? Yes. I was, <laughs> like, same, I, was that? There was also a sex scene on a wicker rattan couch, which I would feel would be the most comfortable thing place in the room to have sex. Yeah. And then <laughs> during the shootout at the drug lord's house, they're hiding behind the jeep. And the dude literally runs up to the Jeep and puts his back to the to the windshield. Yeah. Like the side oh, of the windshield. So the entire Jeep is open. It's the the top there's no top on the Jeep. He just runs up and puts his back to the spine of the windshield. Like he's hiding behind anything. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Great movie. I apologize in advance. Uh, well, no, it's too late now. It's but. afterwards, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say that this that this may lead to another movie choice. Because throughout this movie, we were bombarded with yes. advertisements <laughs> for his first movie, Malibu Express. I saw that. Every it time they were back at the house. Everywhere in and the that's movie. Really fun. I didn't catch that. They talked about the poster, but I didn't they know. They had a whole conversation. About but I didn't it. know. I thought that I didn't realize that was a real. I didn't know that was a real thing. It was a I real. Have, did you notice that the boat was named Malibu Express? Yes, that I did notice. That was like the very beginning of the movie. Did you notice anything but the snake <laughs> or the boobs? <laughs> boobs and snakes is really that's what I got out of this whole thing. It was very. That's, very, that's really all there was in this. Movie it was very simple. Way, so. It's not a complicated thing. Just snakes. That should be a board. That should be like an adult board game, like shoots and ladders, boobs and snakes. Boobs and snakes. Here's here's a drinking game for you. Every time somebody shows their boobs in this movie, you take a shot. You would die. You, you'll, yeah, poisoning. you'll be dead. Yeah, there's no way. You're not making it through that. <laughs> now we, we've talked about this a lot. I do want to give you a little bit of an update. Uh, Donna Spear. She was a Playboy Playmate. I believe a lot of the people in this movie were Playboy Playmates or Penthouse Pets. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, She was an alcoholic during the filming of this movie. And she kind of hated seeing herself afterwards. She was not Um, happy with her performance. Yeah. So she did... um, Neither were we, Donna. (laughs) But she actually... She turned out to be okay. She was was a high school gymnast... uh, she was also she'd been in a bunch of other things. She was a night rider, married with children, and a bunch of other things. But now she uh, actually is a a motivational speaker, and she does help people with recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. So she's yeah. So she's uh, it, the last thing it says in here is in 2019 she went on a, a tour. Um, you know, it's in talking about her life, but also recovery, uh, and it's also coinciding with her centerfold and. Uh, that's you know obviously 2020 was kind of a dead year, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll see how that uh, goes. That's her, very her name is trademarked apparently. There's some interesting uh, stuff in there. 
Hmm. She's been in seven of his movies. So yeah, apparently well, she wasn't. She she also upset. she because I did read a little bit about that as well. She also said that um, uh, Sedaris, Andy Sedaris, and his wife yeah. were actually very instrumental in helping her get clean. Um, and when I say clean from from alcohol, I mean she wasn't doing like hard drugs. Uh, at least that's not what they were insinuating. Um, but she was going through rehab, and they actually had a car on standby to take her to a meeting should she feel like she was going to relapse. And they 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 tried very hard to help her get clean, and she credits them with 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 the success that she's had as far as remaining clean. And she was so grateful to them that she did like another five movies or whatever with them. That's interesting. I like that. I like uh, it's interesting because we've seen a, a bunch of these movies. You know, they every so often they come up where it's like exploitation films. Oh, this was totally an exploitation. Film. And you Sex find out exploitation film. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you find out sometimes that like. Yeah, you know, we we found we found out over the past I don't know five ten years, which some of the stuff we actually kind of knew that there are major actresses that were exploited, and if they didn't go along with it, all of a sudden you don't see them in movies anymore mm-hmm. because of assholes like uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, but then there's these ones where you think that they're going to be exploited, and it turns out that the people involved in the movies are just they don't they don't go any further than what you see on the screen which is kind of interesting. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, that they, that they helped her. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And you're right. It is like, it's a, it's a, it's a sharp contrast to like the one that sticks, to, sticks out the most to me is like the, you know, the Asia Argento thing with Harvey Weinstein and all that. Um, that's interesting. I didn't know all this about the, the, this girl from this movie and, and the, uh, um, alcoholism and all that and having like a car ready to go that's wow that's kind of cool because you don't <laughs> you don't think of this movie as somebody who like cares about you think of it like as a bottom line kind of a movie mm-hmm. yeah you know, they're just doing it to make money you know what I mean like it's not oh yeah totally yeah and what's also interesting is I think nudity back then these are children that grew, these are people that grew up in the late sixties, early seventies when it was like Woodstock and uh, what's the the famous disco club? Uh, uh, Studio fifty four. Studio fifty four. Fifty two. Yeah. That one. Uh, it's all that kind of stuff. So it's like take off my shirt, sure, fine, whatever. So right. I didn't want to put it on to come here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I've only been wearing one for ten minutes today. Don't be so square, man. Yeah. So what what else was going on when this movie was made? We have a we do have some history, some box office. I don't think we have any box office. Um, well, the problem with the box office was that it there isn't an actual release date for it. The release date is just March 1987. Uh. The, I could I could not find an actual date of release. So um, there were there were other movies that actually came out. Um, I, I I listed some movies that came out around the same time, like early or like movies that came out in March of 1987, and those movies actually include Lethal Weapon, Nightmare on Elm Street Three: The Dream Warriors, Some Kind of Wonderful, Tin Men, Angel Heart, Burglar, Blind Date, Heat, Evil Dead Two, Raising Arizona, and A Room with a View. And I Dream did not realize that heat was that old. I'm not sorry, that I was heat. Not that heat. Different heat. Oh, okay. 
the 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 heat with uh, heat with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, the Michael Mann movie, and the 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 shootout and all that stuff. That was uh, that's nice. I was in college when that came out. Yeah. Okay. This is the heat with the. Uh... No, that's Red Heat with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm thinking yeah, of something yeah. else. That's a totally different yeah. movie. But some of the stuff that happened in history, um, again, a little, a little light. Um, March 8th was the last airing of A-Team. It was the last episode of A-Team on March 8th. Oh, wow. March 12th was the opening of Les Mis. March 13th, John Gotti was acquitted of racketeering. On the 18th, a Gerber survey showed that the most popular baby names were Jessica and Matthew. Hmm. On the 19th... The, this Sorry, this Heat movie was a... Um... Las Vegas is the backdrop for the torrid action of heat as Burt Reynolds plays the soft-hearted bodyguard who's out to protect his friends. There it is. Starring Burt Reynolds, Howard Hessman. Oh, that's, we like Howard Hessman. And uh, other people that I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should watch that. No, we should not. <laughs> On the 19th, Jim Baker. You remember Jim Baker? Oh, uh, yeah. The televangelist? He resigns amid rape allegations. Oh, I remember that. Him getting dragged out of there crying. I, another big one um, on the 20th of 1987, March 20th, 1987, the FDA approves AZT. That is the that is the the, the treatment for HIV or the, yes, yes, the, yes. the drug treatment for HIV AIDS. Interesting. And then the 29th, March 29th, baby, the slam heard around the world when Rob slammed his finger in a car door and he said a swear word in front of his mom I for did. the first time. <laughs> it was traumatizing. <laughs> no, that which... was WrestleMania 3. Hulk oh, Hogan that... versus Andre the Giant. That sounds yes. right. Yes. Literally heard around the world. There's no way that he didn't fart when that happened. <laughs> I've heard the stories. I, I And I, I didn't know what to do with the music again because we didn't have an actual date, but I, the first week... Of and and this oh I lost it hold on a second I, I I'm going to grab something real quick can but, I read um, these these song titles because I, I need to what's that can, can I read some of these song titles or you you got it yeah go ahead go. I'm gonna do something else after that okay so we got uh, living on a prayer at number by bon Jovi, one of course Jacob's ladder what is Jacob's ladder I know I'm I know the movie I don't know the song Huey Lewis I in the do. news uh, it was Huey Lewis uh, yeah. you got it all. Somewhere out there, respect yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. There's a lot of yourself. Uh, you got to fight for your right to party. Another Beastie Boys thing, man. Yeah. I've been Beastie. I've been Beastie Boys crazy this past two weeks. Uh, big time. Um, um, Great video. Mandolin Rain and let's wait a while. Did you did you know who the singer for Respect Yourself was? Is it Bruce Willis? It, yep. it was. It is Bruce yeah. Willis, correct. I didn't even I I didn't even realize that he had reached the top ten that, as a singer. Yeah, I, I I remember that very well. It was because they did a movie about it, right? It was like my name is Bruce or something like that. And somewhere out there, American Tale, you just glossed right over it. Yeah, the American Tale movie was on there on there too. Uh, number four, right? Yep, somewhere out there. Yeah. Movie makes me cry. <laughs> oh, Pfizer, what can't you do? When I was when I was looking this up, I was like, "Dear God, I know absolutely nothing about today's top ten music." 
and I was gonna I was gonna list a couple of songs, and I wanted to know because you guys are the mu- are the music guys. I wanted to know how many of these songs you guys were actually familiar with uh, from like today's music. This this week's top ten. Oh God, I'm not gonna know it, but we'll find out. Are you ready? Yeah. Yep. Number ten, Yona Guni. You're, you're literally mean this week, like yes. today. This week. Oh, I'm not gonna know any of this stuff. Yona, I don't know what that is. Yona Guni from Bad Bunny. I've heard of Bad Bunny, but I don't know what it is. I think he played that song at WrestleMania. No. <laughs> I'm not kidding about that. He did. Like Maybe. he he wrestled. He was the celebrity like wrestler at at WrestleMania. Number nine. Deja Vu from Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, I know who she is because uh, she was on like a Nickelodeon show that my kids used to watch. Do you know the song? I don't know the song. I feel like I've heard it before. Let's <laughs> see what I did there. You see? Deja Vu. I'm uh, <laughs> there's a glitch in the Matrix. I know Number it. Number eight. Yes. Astronaut in the Ocean by Masked Wolf. Everything that you said. badass. I don't understand any of the words you just said. Number seven. Kiss Me More by Doja Cat featuring Za. Uh, I don't even know who these <laughs> people are. I've heard of Doja Cat, but I don't. Be- I think I've seen my child dance to a song by Doja Cat on uh, that dance whatever game. Save Your Tears at number six. By The weekend in Ariana Grande. Yes, that I know. The first artist that I've actually heard of, but yeah. I have, I've never heard the song. I don't Wait, know. Wait, who? The weekend or Ariana Grande? Both of them. Yeah. I know both of those yeah, artists. Exactly. Ariana Grande went to our high school. She went to our high school? She really? did. Her, da- her dad was an ad agent, in, an ad uh, representative or in Boca. I knew she went to Boca, but I didn't know she went to our thing. Yeah, she went to Spanish River. Yeah. Um, number five. Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, who yeah. I guess apparently is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock. That, I like that song. Oh, yeah, those guys are good. I don't know good. that song. Anderson Pock is a, awesome. It's like a good throwback, like, I don't know, like 50s, 60s R&B jam kind of but thing. that's his it's style, good. though. Well, they're yeah. both of their style. Like, that's good. That's I haven't heard the song, but it's probably awesome. But I'm a, I mean, I'm a big I, I literally have never heard of any of these songs. Oh, yeah. Um, number four, Peaches. By Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Cesar and Giveon. Well, that was Peaches by the United, the Presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> Remember that one, Greg, from the back in the 90s? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Number three, Levitating by Dua Lipa. Yes. Featuring DaBaby. Oh, well, I don't know, know, know DaBaby. I, I love Dua Lipa, though. She's, I have she's no solid. idea who that is. She can, she can write. Dua Lipa did the music for is that. It, is uh, it a guy or a girl? Or it's a, a chick. It's a, it's a girl. She did the the swan song song that was on the end credits for uh, the movie with the awesome like cyborg chick that, you, that we Alita both like. Battle Angel? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She does the soundtrack for that? Or the, the end yeah. song? Yeah. That's cool. Number two, Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know the song, but again, it's the same one from the Nickelodeon show. The same, the same girl. But and I the don't. number one song this week, "Butter" from BTS. Oh, okay. 
This is do uh, not say anything bad about BTS. We do not need the Korean pop fans after us. Yeah, they're like massive um, uh, K-pop group. Like they're huge. I was flipping through Instagram or something the other day, and uh, there was some. It was from Stephen Colbert, and he, you know, from the Late Show or whatever he does now, and uh, it just said like live. I didn't realize that BTS was a thing, so I just. In the title, I didn't know what the hell BTS was, so I just clicked on it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, so so I am so far out of the loop in music. I don't know any of these bands. I don't know any of these. Well, that's not true. I do know. I do know a couple of the names on the list, but I don't know any of the songs. Well, I have a middle school and high school daughter. Yeah, and 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 because of my job, I'm around youngsters sometimes, so I hear I hear this stuff. (laughs) The, the Are youths. those said dumpsters on fire? The no, no dumpsters, youngsters, not youngsters, oh. youngsters, <laughs> not dumpsters. They are also they are also on fire. No. Are the youngsters no, on fire? They are not on fire. The Utes, you know what I'm saying? I'm around the Utes, so I hear the about some of this stuff. The, those two Utes, exactly. Okay, so let, let's do our very random question that actually makes sense. Okay. So this is the top five question. Oh, well, I think we already know the answer to the should they remake this movie, <laughs> redo it. They should remake this movie, but reverse all the genders. Because <laughs> reverse the they just need dongs and snakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that works on so many levels. Dongs are essentially snakes, are they oh, not? Interesting. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. That's funny. I'm answering for you uh, to get moving on this. Uh, so anyway, our top five question. It, when the women are molesting the plane... They're talking about secret agents, and one of them is like, "Well, what's your, what are your favorite James Bond actors, or whatever?" And I again headed this off at the past or the past because I didn't want to have to answer my favorite boobs. Um, so I guess the question this week is going to be our top five Bond act- actors in order. So this will be interesting because we we do we did get some uh, answers here. Now it's not as exciting as a question because you really. We're just ordering, for the most part, actors and then dropping one. Correct. I believe there's six, unless you're counting, like, radio show ones and stuff like that. And then I'm going to put you on the spot, or I'm going to put all of us on the spot after this. So I won't expect five, but we'll do this real quick. Okay. Ready. So I'm going to start off with Alec. You might know of Alec. Everyone out there that listens might know of Alec. And we outed him quite a bit. Based on his birthday episode, just last episode, 189 Side A... Uh, everyone out here knows all about him. So he he sent this in. We've got his very first ever non-voicemail one because the, the, he just saw the uh, top five list very late. Mm-hmm. Number five, Timothy Dalton. Number four, Pierce Brosnan. Okay. We've got number three, Roger Moore. I think that could be a little uh, controversial. Roger Moore being ahead of some of the uh, uh, ahead of Pierce Brosnan in some in some circles. Uh, number two, Daniel Craig. And number one, he's got Sean Connery, the original James Bond. Sean Connery was not the original James Bond. He was, however, the most iconic. That he is was true. the original James Bond. As that other dude that I've I believe never seen. Roger Moore was before uh, Sean Connery. No, Roger Moore was no. like eighties, seventies, early eighties. Yeah, he's. I think he's right after Sean Connery. Roger Moore was like Octopussy. Correct. Mm. But there was a, there was like two other people that. I believe we're in like black and white James Bond films before, but well, David Niven played um, the first one was um, 
was uh, Casino Royale in like the 50s. I and think. that was David Niven, wasn't it? Right? Is that correct? It might have been. I'd have to look it up to be certain. We are James Bond experts. He was uh, 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 Bill Cosby. <laughs> that sounds right. James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt also wrote in. Oh, no, Strain- he was in fact. Uh, Sean Connery was in fact the original James Bond. That's what I thought. But really? you seem so sure of yourself. Six, 62 ah. to 67. David Niven played the Bond in 67. Lazenby was 69, and then Roger Moore was 73 to 85. I was sure it wasn't Sean Connery, but I've been wrong before. Okay, fair enough. So uh, Matt wrote in, top five Bond actors, and he, he gave a little explanations. Uh, we got George Lazenby as number five. He only did one movie, but it was a one of the better ones. I've not seen that one. That was uh, Casino Royale, I believe, the original no, Casino Royale. No, George Lazenby was Honor Majesty's Secret, Secret Service. Secret Service. That's exactly. the one. Yeah, that uh, one I know. Okay. I've not seen that one either, actually. Number four, Roger Moore. He was the first English actor to actually play the role of Bond. I did not know that. Yeah. Because, of course, Sean Connery is uh, Scottish. Scottish, correct. Yeah. Number three, Pierce Brosnan. He, Jubal's is a 90s baby, so I grew up watching him first. I bet Jubal's, 90s baby Jubal's, knows all about Dua Lipa. Mm. He's going to be like, why am I listening to these old dudes? <laughs> uh, number, <laughs> number two, Daniel Craig. He says he has no comment for it, which in fact is a comment. He just likes him. Another comment. Yeah. Uh, Sean Connery is number one. And this he now Matt Jubels also wrote that he's not the first Bond. He says Sean Connery is his number one, although not the first Bond. He's the most the iconic. The most iconic and the best. So so we've got some some stuff going on here to figure it out. And while you guys do that, I will I will give mine. Because mine might be a little controversial as well. Uh, number five, Timothy Dalton. Number four, Roger Moore. Number three, Pierce Brosnan. Because he's Pierce Brosnan. He's the the chiseledest of the box. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forget what movie that was where someone's like, like looking at some guys like you smell you look like you'd smell like Pierce Brosnan. Oh, that's funny. I forget what movie that was, but uh number two is for me Sean Connery. Bumped because I haven't seen a lot of the Sean Connery bonds, but also uh Sean Connery was was a uh wife beating enthusiast in real life. Really? <laughs> Which I know has nothing to do he he talked about it quite a bit. Uh and number one for me is Daniel Craig. I actually very much like the Daniel Craig Bond movies. I, those are like my favorite. Well, it's not my exact favorite one. My favorite is probably Goldeneye, but uh, all the other Daniel Craig ones fall right behind that. They were pretty badass. I remember being impressed as hell when they came out. Yeah. So that that is my top five Bond movies. Uh, Rob or myself? What do you, Rob? You want to go? I'm gonna call on Omar. Huh? Omar, do you have something you'd like to share with the podcast? Uh, yeah. My James Bond list is exactly like yours, except two of the places are flipped. So number five, I have Timothy Dalton. Number four, I have Roger Moore. Um, number three, Pierce Brosnan. And then I went two and one was Daniel Craig. And then number one was Sean Connery. So, yeah, Which is probably the popular thing. That's was, probably the way. Yeah, exactly. I was being hipster swine. You were being. 
<laughs> and speaking of hipster swine, Rob, Rob what, do you got? what do you got? My my list actually has already been read. Oh, we'll play a game. Who had my list? Matt. You and Matt always seem to fall on the same same stuff. So I, w- I would also agree with that. No. Oh. Ooh. The person who had my list for this evening was Omar. Was in fact our patron of unusual size, nice. Mr. Alec. Really? He and I had the same views on Bond, and that's Timothy Dalton at number five, Pierce Brosnan at number four, Roger Moore at number three, Daniel Craig at number two, and number one, the immortal Sean Connery. Interesting. Okay. You guys have the same views on Bond and Bondage, which is interesting. <laughs> which we... Interesting. Yeah. Now, what the the other thing I was going to say, and I'm putting you guys on the spot, so I won't make you give me five. Try and give me three. Okay. Give me three actors or actresses who you would like to see take the mantle and be the next James Bond. That's interesting. Hmm. I am a fan of what I've been seeing in the news with uh, Idris Elba. I think he's my number one. I think the I think that'd be super cool because he just he's awesome. Um, I've not man. I just watched. I've been watching through the Marvel movies with my son and just. Even as, you know, in Thor, he's just as commands. Hunt, yeah, Hunt yeah as Heimdall, he commands the screen. Yeah, he's so good. He's just such a cool, I don't know, something about him. Very suave and debonair when he needs to be. Yeah. And I think I think he could nail the role of James Bond. For sure. He might be a little bit older to play it at this point. He might only get like a couple of movies, but damn it, make that happen. No, he'd be great. Because I want to see that. Um, Any others? I'm going to go Greg is my number two and Rob is my number one choice. That's, I think is <laughs> dominant. <laughs> damn right. Yeah. Greg is always number two. He's number two. Yeah. <laughs> I think Idris Elba is going to be a popular choice. Um, I kind of like when they – when. so this is kind of a, the current James Bond or the one that's maybe just getting finished, uh, Daniel Craig. He's more like this, this streetwise, like rugged James Bond. Um, still good looking, still whatever, but there was a lot of, you know, him being tied to a chair and beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering, so I think they need to kind of bounce the other direction. Um, and I think like he could fill that. Oh, definitely. Um, I wonder if, I think I'm looking at British actors here. Uh, there was, uh, I think about, there's a woman that's already been tapped to play the next James Bond. Uh, there was rumors, but I don't think that actually came through. Um, ooh, I kind of like this one. We talked about him last week. Nicholas Holt. Okay. That seems he plays pretty good. Henry Cavill would be a very large James Bond. He would. Um, That's interesting. One that I've thought of, the, and it, it would be a complete break because he's not English or Scottish. I mean, I know that only one or two James Bonds have actually been English, um, but he's completely American, and that would be John Hamm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. He has the look. He has the look. I imagine for James Bond. Agreed. But then, would he have the accent? Well, he would have to because he's British, right? Because he's 007. Like that's the British thing. So he would have to have that accent. Man, John Hamm is such a is like a true actor because we think of as Demonair, and he's like, have you ever seen an interview with him? He's like, yeah, I just wear t-shirts and sweatpants all the time. <laughs> that's really interesting. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
That's kind of funny. And if you've ever seen him in 30 Rock, he's really funny. I don't know if you like that show. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He's like this doofus. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we got to close out here. Because we have talked for a while. Ad and people nausea. are going to complain about us talking for a while. <laughs> and they can do it by contacting. I'm just going to do the contact report. Go for it. By contacting I us. spoiler shit, so. There you go. Uh, on Twitter, give me five pod. You can search for us. Give me five podcasts at gmail.com is where you email us. And you can find everything else you might want to find at give me five podcast.com. That's all I'm going to say. Rob, take us out here. Thank you for listening, guys. And remember, we want you to give us five. Snakes. On plane. Fuck, I don't have any balls.